The information provided is for educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for conventional medical therapy. Imagine if medicine actually looked at you as a whole, opposed to looking at you as a bunch of separate systems. Dive into Integrative Wellness Radio with Dr. Nick and Dr. Nicole to learn more about the top trends in integrative medicine, to learn about what the limitations are with testing and what you can do to start your health journey. Hey everyone, welcome back. I don't know what this thing is that I keep doing, <laughs> but that's fingers. cool. <laughs> so welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. I am Dr. Nicole Rivera, and I am here with Dr. Nick Carruthers, my co-host, who's doing spirit fingers as well. But um, we are here today to dive into something that I think a lot of people assume is not a player in chronic illness. Because it is thought to be something that is really uncommon, it's potentially been eradicated, and uh, it's not often being even tested for. But because of some of the really unique technologies and diagnostics that we have at Integrative Wellness Group, this is something that I've actually seen in quite a few patients that have had very specific diagnoses. So as an example, um, psoriasis is a skin condition classified as an autoimmune skin condition that many people are, are dealing with. And one of the things we'll talk about is there's obviously many contributing factors when it comes to something like psoriasis, but one uh, very specific infection is known to be the great imitator of psoriasis, and that infection is syphilis. Sounds appetizing. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so syphilis is, uh, first of all, some of you probably automatically think that that is a STD, a uh, sexually transmitted disease, which that is not necessarily how it works. Um, it obviously can be transmitted that way. There's, but, there's just a lot in the family of syphilis. Exactly. And syphilis is actually technically in the family of parasites. It is classified as a parasitic infection. Uh, but under a microscope, uh, syphilis actually resembles Lyme disease. It looks like a spirochete. Exactly. So when people hear of Lyme disease, they hear about um, spirochete illness, illness. So just to keep it super simple, when you get infected with Lyme, uh, Lyme goes in different phases. So you get infected with Lyme and it's in a form called a round body cyst. Uh, kind of think of that as almost like a little tapioca pearl. And it's pretty much moving through your body, figuring out where it's going to live. And it usually goes for very vulnerable tissue. So say if you were a basketball player and you had you know, a lot of knee injuries, then um, it might get to that area of your knees and that tissue is already vulnerable so that it hatches into the spirochete, which pretty much looks like a corkscrew. And it will corkscrew itself into that tissue and that becomes its new home, essentially. And this is where that joint pain comes in or what we then classify as arthritis. And uh, I'm not saying that all knee issues are related to this, but it's just an example that Lyme can become this spirochete and 
implant itself into tissue. So a very similar thing happens uh, with the syphilis infection because, again, you can be exposed to this through um, sexual transmission. It could be from a bug bite. It could be from, um, you know, saliva, blood. It, it could be so many things. So syphilis specifically, um, when it was more prevalent in the past, it was known to create a lot of issues with the skin. But if you really dive in, it also has a lot of symptoms that look almost identical to Lyme disease as well. But we are testing more regularly for something like Lyme opposed to syphilis, especially if you're going to your physician complaining of You mean by we're looking for it more? Yeah. So like if you're going to your physician and you're saying I have joint pain or I have massive fatigue or I have, you know, um, skin lesions, they're not necessarily looking That's not for what's syphilis. On top of my head. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it because they it's presumed to be super uncommon. Right. But what I found even more interesting in clinical practice is that some people that have been diagnosed with Lyme actually it was syphilis. So so there is definitely because under the microscope syphilis and Lyme look so similar it easily can be conflicting when you're running specific blood tests as well. So you could be running a, a Western blood or a, some type of Lyme test, and easily it could appear to be, you know, elevated or positive, and um, it's not truly the Borrelia, which is the Lyme organism. It's actually the Treponema, which is the syphilis organism. So people can get like a false positive mm-hmm. from that. Yes, yes, and this is not just this scenario. This is. This happens all the time. So I'm actually I'm going to ask you a lot of questions because I'm not an expert in this part. Yes. Um, could you get the opposite where it's like Lyme's not showing up, but they're having a lot of these symptoms, and it's more because it's actually syphilis. So like you're doing all these diagnoses for Lyme, mm-hmm. but and the other thing, yes, 100. percent But the other piece of this is that Lyme and and syphilis they don't live in your blood because if they lived in your blood, you would be quite ill. So these organisms have an affinity for connective tissue. So connective tissue could be organs. It could be muscles, ligaments, tendons. um, It it could be your neurological system. It really varies, but they don't live in the blood. And this is the thing that's always so confusing to people is, oh, well, I got my my blood test in and I don't have Lyme. So that's completely ruled out. And that's not really how it works because it lives in tissue. It doesn't live in your blood. So the only way that it usually comes up positive in the blood is if you're provoking it. So if you're taking something like an antibiotic or you're taking um, some type of herbal protocol that is an antibacterial or antiparasitic, then you might actually see it come up in the blood. So it's definitely – we can't just – rely on our blood-based testing for infections because especially when we're talking about Lyme and syphilis, like these infections are very evolved and very advanced and they're very hard to diagnose through conventional methods. So you usually have to do an array of specialized testing to really know if they're part of the puzzle. But the most fascinating thing is that I have, it's not all psoriasis patients, but I have definitely found in a select few of my patients that are dealing with psoriasis that syphilis was the root, the root cause. And even more fascinating to that is, this has happened actually quite a few times, 
in the past few months is having women that unfortunately they're so embarrassed about it. Um, they talk about how they've developed a condition um, called lichen sclerosis, which is when you have sclerotic hard patches in the vaginal tract. It's pretty much psoriasis, but internally. Yes, but it, it's I mean, in a way, it's psoriasis internally because there's ulcerations, but because the ulcerations are due to infection, your immune system is really smart. So it's actually sending in a fleet uh, of calcium is usually the, the org or I'm sorry, the mineral. So what's happening is it's trying to encompass the infection by using almost like a calcium prison. So then you get these hard patches either on your skin or even on your vaginal tract. And depending on the psoriasis, some people's psoriasis, you know, looks like a low-grade eczema and some people it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's like really, really hard patches. And that, again, is indicative of an immune system response. The immune system is trying to come in and patch everything up to control the infection. So that's like the really fascinating thing. But if you're someone who's also dealing with... Um, these patches on your scalp, you have to think about anatomy here. Your brain is very close. So if you have this infection circulating in your blood or circulating in your cerebral spinal fluid flow, meaning that the syphilis or even the Lyme is neurological, then you can easily start to have these psoriasis outbreaks on your scalp. So, and where also do most people get their psoriasis? If you think about it, it's on joints. Mm -hmm. It usually starts there, yeah. and then it goes other places. So if you're, if we're talking about you know the syphilis and Lyme being super similar, having an affinity for connective tissue and joints, then it would make sense why a lot of syphilis, or I'm sorry, a lot of psoriasis starts um, on those different areas is on joint. So why is I mean when you look at joints, uh, there's usually actually a decreased amount of blood flow to a joint. It's mm -hmm. like when somebody enters it. That's why it's kind of a pain in the butt for it to heal because yep. you're not getting all the nutrients and the oxygen and everything. Which makes it more difficult for you to fight the infection. Right. So is that just, I mean, the progression of evolution that they know that this is a spot where they can have a better quality, stronger home and mm -hmm. that's why they're going there? Yeah. Or, okay, that makes sense. And then I know a lot of people get psoriasis all over their abdomen as well. And, you know, that's obviously more progressed, but you have to also think about that because – a lot of times when you're talking about infections, they like to hang out together. And party. <laughs> they do. They like to party together. <laughs> but we all have a, a lot of foreign bacteria in our in our gut because we get exposed to bacteria every time we eat. And in this day and age, <clears throat> excuse me, with industrial farming and farmed fish, uh, we are getting exposed to parasites a lot more often than we may realize as well. So you can easily start to get um, these different infections in the gut, and now you know, say your your uh, Lyme or even the syphilis gets into your gastrointestinal system, and now you start to have these psoriasis patches all over your abdomen as well. So, I mean, I know parasites eat like fungi and mold, and that mm -hmm. will travel, and it is a parasite, but it could probably be 
gobbled up by other parasites as well? Or Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, technically syphilis is in the family of, of parasites as well. So some people will say that it's bacterial. Some people will say that it's parasitic. But uh, it's such a unique and advanced organism that it almost mimics the behaviors of both. Hmm. So that's really the fascinating thing. And, and again, this is why, you know, when people talk about Lyme disease, um, it, it's so – it's not – super easy to just get rid of it. You don't just take an antibiotic and boom, all of your problems are solved. And it's because it is a more advanced organism and it 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 moves between forms. It's either in that tapioca pearl round body cyst form or it's in the spirochete form. So it so changes it, too? The the syphilis changes as well, yes. Oh, I was just assuming it was like a typical parasite and it was just kind of useful. No, no, uh, it, it also is a spirochete. Okay. Yeah, so... So the point of this is that there, this is an this is an infection that most people are not thinking about. Most doctors are not thinking about. We're not testing for it because we're not thinking that it is prevalent by any means. And I'm not saying that it's prevalent, but I am saying that if you do have psoriasis or you have that vaginal condition called lichen sclerosis, is it's worth it for you to explore is this part of your puzzle because this could be the reason why you're dealing with this. But in addition to that, this can also be one of the reasons why you have Crohn's. So again, we're talking about these scaly patches on our skin, um, you know, that almost can look like ulcerations. Crohn's is ulcerations of the gastrointestinal system. So one's happening externally, one's happening internally. Exactly. And again, so we think of Crohn's and everything's super textbook in medicine. It's, oh, well, you know, Crohn's is, you know, ulcer, ulcer. Ulcer, ulcer colitis. Ulcerative patches or, yeah. throughout the gut, <laughs> and we don't really know why it happens. It's just autoimmune, and you know, you all you could do is manage it through suppressing the immune system, and easily that could be a manifestation of psoriasis that's internal as well. So it's very, very fascinating when it comes to being able to have the right testing to dig deeper to uncover these things because these are not the things that are being talked about in in medicine or you know being revealed by traditional research. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening and allow you to know that we work with clients from all over the world. You can check out more information at integrativewellnessgroup.com to learn a little bit more about how we work with our clients remotely. So which I mean, I know, but just picking your brain, which uh, technologies or which, how do you go about evaluating or coming up to me like, no, you actually have syphilis and it's not really or, you know, another version. Yeah. So, well, one of the technologies that we use is called the bioresonance and the bioresonance technology is something that we do on the initial consultation. So uh, we pretty much on our initial consultations already, based off of your history, everything you're telling us and the questions that we ask, we already have an idea of what's going on. And then we use the bioresonance to kind of confirm or deny the hypothesis. And then from there, uh, if we see certain things come up, say like the syphilis or even Lyme disease, we then use advanced testing, if that's going to be blood testing um, or if that's going to be a DNA urinary test, we use those tests to to validate, is this truly part of the puzzle? And it's not even just about trying to dig to look for the organism, but we also run inflammatory markers. We run autoimmune markers. We run immune system markers. And we try to look at 
all the different avenues of how this is affecting the body. And that's always the the fascinating thing is we're collaborating about five different avenues of diagnostics that piece the puzzle together perfectly to make sense of it all. So we're not relying on one thing. And we're also not going to look at this and be like, oh, we found syphilis in your system. We're going to go in guns blazing to kill it. We're also going to consider, you know, is your body equipped to get it out? Do you have properly functioning detox pathways? How strong or weak is your immune system? You know, do you have other infections that are uh, co-infections that are living side by side with this? There's so many factors to be considered when it comes to the healing process. And at the end of the day, we say it all the time. It's about, it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Which takes me to my favorite part of the testing that you didn't talk about. Oh, okay. Which is the autonomic response test. Oh, okay. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, the autonomic response testing is literally such a game changer for our, our practice. And one of the reasons why we can confidently say that you're going to have anywhere between a 50 to 90% reduction in your symptoms over the course of three months. And we can say that because when it comes to supplements, herbs, tinctures, homeopathics, therapies, detox, we can tell you exactly what your body needs to heal due to the autonomic response testing. And where it wants to start, you know. Exactly. So that's a, I'm glad you said that because a lot of times when we work with somebody who is coming in with, say, Lyme disease or they're even coming in with psoriasis, you come in with psoriasis and you're like, give me topical things to fix my skin. You know, give me some type of dietary change and a topical regimen. If you come in with Lyme disease, you're like, let's kill this. And when you do the autonomic response testing and you test the person's DNA to say, this is what's good for you and this is where your body needs to start its healing journey, it's always really, really fascinating because you might come in with Lyme and that's part of your diagnosis and we we obviously want to help your body get rid of that, but we might need to get your filtration systems working better first. We might need to like help your, your lymphatic system, which is one of the primary uh, components of your immune system. We might need to get that working better before we try to kill anything. Because if we try to kill stuff with an abnormally functioning lymphatic system, you're probably going to be pretty sick. Yeah. So same thing is, you know, we look at psoriasis as a topical issue, but and we think, oh, we just got to decrease the inflammation. But that could easily be coming from an internal dysfunction like the syphilis. Mm -hmm. So, And then there's other things that it's like maybe you just need to – like if somebody's challenging for a lot of energetic stuff, you just have to make sure they have the energy first and then you can go on the quote-unquote killing mm -hmm. spree for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's just like you know, some people come in and they're like, yeah, I'm, I've done a lot of detox things. So mm -hmm. like I'm ready. And it's just like they didn't even have on their radar that, yeah, there's we need to support these meridian systems or a chakra so that this mm -hmm. area of the body can have energy to be able to utilize to start the, the actual destruction mm -hmm. and healing process at the same time. Well, I always find it fascinating because so many people are just like energetic medicine. What is that? That's not a real thing. That's not valid. That's not scientific. And the most commonly accepted uh, therapy covered by insurance is acupuncture, which is a hundred percent energy medicine. Yep. Literally, they're putting needles in your meridian endpoints to clear energetic blockages in your meridians. So 
people like love acupuncture. If insurance pays for it, there's science behind it. <laughs> uh, exactly. But I think the the thing to piggyback off of this is that some people do acupuncture and are like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing in the world. It, it solved all my problems. It healed my psoriasis. And then there's other people who are like, acupuncture is bogus and it didn't help me at all. Same thing goes for people that do homeopathic remedies. Somebody takes a homeopathic remedy, which is energy medicine, and they do amazing. All their symptoms clear up. And then other people do homeopathy and they're like, that doesn't work. That's bogus. That's not a real thing. But you could say the same thing as, oh, I took herbs or I took medicine and that didn't work for you. You're not saying that it's bogus, but just because it's energy-based and it's not something that medicine is necessarily talking about or validating, we assume that it's not a real thing or it doesn't work. Well, that just goes back to our favorite scene. It's not about what you do, it's how you do it. Because all of those things work, but it's just like it might not work for you if that's what you don't need. Exactly, exactly. And that's definitely the biggest point is that some people come in, and especially the people that have been to a lot of doctors, they've done a ton of things. They, they're already on a great diet. They're already taking supplements. They've already, they own an infrared sauna. They've done all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they come to us, and they're just like, well, clearly I'm missing something. And then we're able to test, and it ends up being more energetic. And maybe that energetic piece is because of meridians. Um, and so we take more of an acupuncture approach with them. Or maybe it's the fact that they're the person that everybody calls when they have a problem and they're just dumping, everybody's dumping their energetic and emotional problems onto this person and they're just harboring all of that. And that would be a different approach to help them clear some of that out. So it's really just understanding that you are in integration of systems, you are energy, you are organs, you are chemistry, you are biological, you are all of those things. And we we focus in conventional medicine on chemistry, 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 hence pharmacology medicine is the only – or medications are the only option yep. um, or surgery. And we're just completely missing – Medication in work, yeah, we'll just take it out. Well, that's the unfortunate part is medication, medication, and then when we run out of medications or options, then we're going to do some type of radical surgery. God, are they going to start taking brains out? Because all these— They did that in the past. It's called lobotomies. (laughs) (laughs) Cycles. It's coming back. Uh, Yeah. it's—some of the surgeries that I hear of are just very fascinating. And surgeons are impressive human beings. I could never do what they do in a million years. But I think that, you know, when you really think about a surgeon, they're an amazing technician. They are, their skill set is like no other, but they're the surgeon and they're not always looking at the big picture. They're They're, just really good. They have one job. Yeah. Is go in, take it out or, or whatever. Yeah. And they're not necessarily understanding the big picture of the person to know, is that surgery really necessary? But that's not their job. And know? I totally yeah. understand that. But I, this sounds so silly and funny, but watching uh, Grey's Anatomy when I was young totally opened my eyes to understanding this because, you know, these surgeons in, on the show were so fascinating and they, they were, they, their skill set was amazing. And they always wanted to test the boundaries of their skill set. So mm-hmm. they were like, give me a harder surgery and give me the hardest surgery. And they were always like testing themselves. And I was just like, I, I have no idea if that applies in real life, but it made me really think that it's not about 
the person because they don't really know the person. It's about conquering the most difficult surgery because that's a massive, massive accomplishment with their skill set. So it made me really realize that it's – I don't even – can we call it medicine because – is it, you know, they're, they're not considering the person. They're not considering the integration of the systems. They're not even really considering the, the diagnosis. They just know I have to go in and cut this out um, or remove, you know, this diseased part of, of the organ or whatever the case may be. So, uh, so that was, like, very interesting watching that show and, and seeing the, you know, the conquest of doing more and more complex and advanced surgeries. I never watched the show, so I can't really take that. <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so overall, again, for those of you listening, um, it's not about being super scared of this term syphilis. It's just an infection. And when you understand it, um, it can really give you an understanding why you may be dealing with something like psoriasis or even Crohn's disease or even, you know, lichen sclerosis. It really allows you to have the root and then obviously be able to come up or have a, a an integrated physician come up with strategy to help you along your healing process because, you know, you can only get so far with using the topical steroid approach. And then after the topical steroid approach comes the immunosuppressants. And that doesn't always help either. So it's being able to know that there's always a route, always. It's not just your immune system turned on itself one day. There's always, always, always a route. And sometimes it's things that are 100% off of the radar, like an infection like syphilis. So it's really a matter of stepping outside of conventional testing and and doing something more comprehensive. And I would say it's like sometimes people come in for what we call the report of findings when we go over everything. They're like, I'm nervous. I'm like, there's nothing to be nervous about because it's, it's all just information. It's feedback. And once we have quality information, then we can actually make some changes. Yeah. So it's like finally we there's something to use. Exactly. Not to be scared of you know a, a term that's like oh my god. Mm-hmm. So and also too, so I know it's not an identity. A hundred percent. And I know like sometimes when I have this conversation with people and they're like, well, that's an STD, and I get checked for STDs, and I'm just like, well, like we've established in this podcast is that syphilis isn't not always in the reproductive area. It could be in the lymph nodes. It could be in the skin. It could be in connective tissue. So if you're getting tested for STDs, especially as a female, if you're getting a swab or a pap smear, it's not always going to be revealed if that's not where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely um, not all of the testing is super definitive for, for testing for this infection. So for everyone listening, I hope we didn't scare the crap out of you. (laughs) And I hope that you actually can take away some really good quality information and just know that, you know, once you understand the route, there's always a solution. Um, And if you're looking to learn a little bit more about how we, you know, do our diagnostics and how we work with people and how we have helped people with psoriasis, definitely check out our website, um, look at some of our testimonials and uh, set up a strategy call. Uh, Our strategy calls are completely free. You can talk to a client services team member just to learn a little bit more about the process and um, and really how we work with our clients and how we help people to get better. Love it. All right, guys. Until next week. We thank you for being a listener and subscriber to Integrative Wellness Radio. If you're looking to learn more about Integrative Wellness Group as well as Dr. Nick or Dr. Nicole, you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.